The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Victor Gindi, Hashem Yishmeru V'chayehu, for continued Hatzlacha in all his uh, endeavors, continued success, Bidiut, health, happiness, and all good things. Amen. Today's daf is being studied by the Nishmat of Ramban Esther. Ruach Hashem Tenehinu Begin Eden, Amen. Ufuash Shenema, Yosef Ben Sarah, Verhamim Ben Adel, Vesarah Bat Rahel, Enna Nafera Lahem, Betoch Shar Hole Amo Israel, Amen. Begin today's daf on Nun Vav Amudishon, and we are about 15 lines down, starting with Ba'e Ravin. We learnt in uh, the Mishnah. The opinion of Rabbi Al-Azhar bin Azariah Rabbi Al-Azhar bin Azariah held that if a person uh, adds money to his ketubah to sefet ketubah which he has a right to do according to the Mishnah so the law is he doesn't have to pay it unless he gets divorced or she becomes widowed from Nisu'in he explained the logic in the Mishnah because of an umdena. Umdana is we can uh, assume what the person is thinking. A person gets married, he doesn't want to commit himself to the Tosefet Ketuvah until he actually finishes his marriage, until Nisu'in. So the Gemara is going to ask some questions. According to the Shittah Rabbi Al-Azab and Azariah, uh, if indeed these cases that we're going to mention, will you get Tosefet Ketuvah or not? But the rule is got to be Nisu'in. So now the Gemara is going to ask questions. Ba'ir Avin. Yep. Nikhnesa lechupa. They had the chupa already. Ve'lon nib'ela. But they didn't have bi'a. Ma'hu. What's the deen? But what's the question? Chibat chupa kone or chibat bi'a kone? What's the, when does the guy uh, in his mind commit himself to the Tosefet Ketubah. Is it the Chupah? So they had a Chupah already. They had the, uh, the canopy. They made the Shavah Berachot. Or do you say no? He doesn't commit himself until he makes the first Bi'ah. So that would be the question. Let's speak it out. He made the Chupah and then he died. Or he made the Chupah and then he got divorced. So does the lady get the Tosefet Ketubah at that point? Or since they didn't do the Bi'ah... He doesn't commit uh, yet. That's the question. Is it the chupah or the bi'ah? So the Gibra says, Tashema. Come in here. From a brighter. Betani Rabbi Yosef. Shelo katav la ela al hibat laila harishon. Rabbi Yosef in the brighter says, when he writes to Sifat Ketuvah, He's writing it and committing it because of Hibat Laila Harishon. Because of the, 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 the literally the Hibat, the love or the uh, uh, endearment 
of the first night of the marriage. Now we don't know what that means, the first night of the marriage. But I'm just recording a blighter like that. It's the first night of the marriage that gives them the commitment. So the Gemara asks, or explains, If you tell me it's the Chupa that's Koneh, That's why it says Laila Adishon, because that's the night they got married. Which means they got married at night, we're assuming. So the the, 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 the the love of what happens on the uh, the night, that's the night of the wedding, that, 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 that's what's Koneh. Uh, what, the bi'ah is only on the first night, which means not necessarily is the first bi'ah on the first night. Mm-hmm. Let's say they weren't able to make bi'ah the first night. So the bi'ah is on the second night. So how can he make the statement in saying, the hiba is coming from the layla harishon. Now for sure the wedding is on the layla. That, the, the wedding itself takes place, that, that, whatever it takes place, that's the layla harishon. But for Bi'ah, you cannot call Laila Harishon. Because Bi'ah is not always Laila Harishon. Understand? In the case where, let's say, they don't want to have Bi'ah, they have to push off for the second night. So the statement of the Braita that says, Hibat Laila Harishon Kone is masked by that. That's got to be the Hupa, which takes place regardless on the first night. So the Gemara says, Ve'ela Mai Hupa. So the Gemara says, so what do you want to tell me for me? That Chupah is Koneh? That it's the Chupah? That that's what you want to prove this Braita? Chupah belayla ita bimama leta? Why, you can't make weddings in the day? Why would it say Chibat layla harishon? You could have a wedding during the day. That, I agree with you. You have a nice proof. It says Chibat layla harishon. And you want to tell me that Chibat layla harishon means what? Means the wedding. But what do you mean? Why, why would they call the wedding Laila Harishon? You can have a wedding in the day. So the Gabbara says, well, according to, according to you, according to what you want to say. What do you mean? So you want to tell me what? When it says Chibat uh, Harishon? So you want to tell me what? Bi'ah is only at night and not in the day? It's not so. A person can make bi'ah in the day as well. How? I don't really know. Like I said, you're supposed to have bi'ah at night, in the dark. So the says, no. Ha'amar rava imaya bebayit afil mutar. Which means if a person wants to have bi'ah in the day, he darkens the house. He closes the shades, closes the... Goes under the sheets. If you make it dark and you simulate the darkness in the day... Bi'ah is also permissible. So therefore the Gemara is really asking that this Lashon of Laila, you know, can be either going on Chupah, or can be going on Bi'ah. Now the Gemara's question was, uh, which means really, Bi'ah, it could make sense, but it can really make Bi'ah in the day as well. Well, it could be going on Chupah. Well, Chupah could also be making going on the day itself. So the question is, why would the language of the Brayta use Chibat Laila Hadishon when either Bi'ah or Chupah can also be done during the day? Yeah. That's the question. Which is the Brayta's language that Abu Yosef brought was what? It's the Chibat Laila Hadishon Gorem. So we have two options of Chibat Laila Hadishon. It could either mean Chupah or it could either mean Bi'ah. So we're back and forth. Is it Chupah? Is it Bi'ah? So regardless what it is, why would you call that Hibat Laila? Chupa you can have during the day. Bi'a you can also have during the day. So the Gemara says, Halakasha. That, that's not a question. 
Orah Ar'aka Mashma'lan The Gemara is giving us the normal Derek Eretz of things The Bi'ah Balayla That uh, the Bi'ah is normally uh, done at night Ah So the Chaurah then That bright has more mashma than Bi'ah because the Bi'ah is done at night. How are you telling her that Braita means Hupa? So it goes, Ela Hupa Kasha. So the Gemara says, Hupa Namela Kasha. I can say it's going on Hupa as well. Kevan Destam Hupa Libi'ah Kaima. Because since, what's the purpose of the Hupa? It leads to the Bi'ah. Ora Haraka Mashmalan. The Gemara is also teaching us the Derech Eretz. The Belayla, that it happens at night. See, normally people make chuppah at night as well. Why? It's going to lead to the Bi'ah, which is also done at night. So therefore we end up having a proof. When it came along, we had a question. Person has, what, what is his da'at? Is it the, when is he makneh the tosifat ketubat to his wife? Is it the chuppah that does it? Or is it the Bi'ah that does it? So the Gemara is concluding over here, it's the chuppah that does it. Ra'ayah from the bright of Rabbi Yosef, because he said, Chibat layla harishon. And what happens on Laila Rishon? Well, Bi'ad doesn't always happen on Laila Rishon. But the wedding always happens on Laila Rishon. Ay, why are you calling the wedding Laila? The Chupa Laila. It can happen during the day. You're right, of course it can happen during the day. But normally, the wedding happens at night because the Bi'ad is going to follow it. And therefore, the dedicated of the Bi'ad is to be at night. So the Chupa is also done at night. So if we have a Ra'ayah from a Chibat Laila Rishon, that it is indeed the Chupa that the husband is relying on, that that's when he's makna. So if he made the chuppah and then he died before the bi'ah, she gets to sefet ketubah. Yeah? Gemara has another question now. Rav Asher. They made chuppah, and then she became a nidah. Where she says, Upiresh Mimena, obviously they didn't have a Bi'ah, right? Vemit. And then he died. Now, what's the question? We just said they made Chuppah. They made Chuppah, so finish it. He's quite back there in the thing. That's different over here. The Gibra says, Intim Siloman Chibat Chuppah Kone. Good, you just told me that Chibat Chuppah is Kone. However, Chuppah de Haja le Bi'ah. I'll tell you what type of Chuppah. The Chuppah that can lead to a Bi'ah. Aval, chupa de lo hazya le bi'ah, lo. But this is a type of chupa that uh, you can't finish it with a bi'ah because you became an ida. So maybe I'll tell you no. Odilma, lo shena, or maybe I'll tell you no, 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 no. Once already makes the chupa, so even though he might not be able to have bi'ah right now because she's an ida, maybe it doesn't matter. So now we're asking in, in the, in the, in the chupa, uh, Kenyan, we're asking, what type of chupa? Does it have to be a chuppah that Vadai can lead immediately to a bi'ah? Meaning that's his mentality, that's it'll be makneh. Mm. But if she becomes a nida in the interim and he dies, mm. if she doesn't get anything, what do you say? No, no, no. It's just uh, the chuppah itself, even though it can't lead to a bi'ah immediately, it's still uh, makneh. So the Gemara says, take with. The Gemara leaves it in a uh, safik. Now, the Mifarshim over here are understanding that we're talking about a, a case over here where there was a chuppah. Mm. And then she was Poresh Nida, and then he was Poresh, uh, uh, cannot be with his wife, and then he died. So the Mephashim will ask if you're learning that that's the case. So, before, which means the second there was a Hoppa, so she wasn't Nida for, 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 for that moment. He's Makneh. Once you're Makneh, 
There was a possibility for Biyah for one second. So once it was a possibility for one Biyah, Al-Kish comes and he died a second later. Already he was McNair. He's no backseat. Once already his dot is on the Tosavit uh, Ketubah. When he dies, it's, it's us already. It's, it's, um, Dachab Sivi asked this question. So the Mefarshim answer, the Hatam Sofer answers an interesting answer. So you have to say that it's talking about where she got her nida in her ona, which means she was forbidden anyway, even before the nida. Because a certain time in a month where a lady's destined to get her uh, nida, so she comes as soon as from that moment, because you know she's going to get it. That's uh, the vesit. When, when the vesit's supposed to come, so the husband has to be punished anyway. So therefore, you can say she didn't get her nida. You're right. She didn't get it till after the marriage. But what? Even at that point, before she got the nida. She was still asura to the husband anyway. So there was no sheikhut of bi'ah even before the nida. So therefore, you have to say it's, it's that type. It's the time of the vesit that uh, uh, she got it. The, that, that's the way, that's one way you can reconcile uh, shitat rashi. So now the Gibran leaves us in the teku, this question. So normally the deen of a teku is the lady will not get the tosefet. Because she's taking money out of the husband. The husband will say, I'm going to see varaya. Hey, prove to me that the halakha says that you get the money. Whenever you have a monetary question, the one that wants to take the money, the burden of proof is on you to prove that Allah is like uh, the opinion that says you get the money. So therefore she doesn't get anything in these cases. Anytime you have a take with mamonot, right, the, the burden of proof is on the one that's trying to bring out the money. Yeah? So those are the two questions that uh, they asked. Now the Gemara goes a little further. Rabbi Yudha Omer, Ratsa Kotev Lebetula. Now let's just review that case of Rabbi Yudha and the Mishnah. Rabbi says, the husband writes the ketubah to the wife, I'm giving you 200. Very good. She, in turn, is able to write back, that what? I received 100. No, she didn't receive anything. But she's like writing a fake receipt, which, in other words, she's trying to tell the husband, I'm going you on hefty ketubah, don't worry about it. I received 100 from you already, and they, she has that receipt that she, she writes to the husband. Yeah? And Rabbi says, that's okay. Even though technically now our ketubah is only a hundred, but we look at it as if, no, he wrote a two hundred, so the ketubah was legitimate, and then she was more than one hundred, so that's fine. That's the way the Buddha understands. So comes the Gemara and says like this, V'savar Buddha dechotvin shovar, which means, does the Buddha hold of the opinion that you have to write a receipt, which means when a person, let's say, pays part of his uh, debt, for example, does he hold that you have to write a receipt? What's the question? Look at, uh, no, we'll see the case. Let's get the case first. We have a Mishnah. Okay, a guy paid part of his debt. He owed a thousand dollars, he paid five hundred dollars. Okay, the Pays the malveh five hundred dollars, part of his debt. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Yahlif. Rabbi Yehuda says you change. What do you mean you change? You exchange. You take the star that the malveh has, that says a thousand. You rip it up. You make him write a new star that says now the debt is five hundred. Your burden is on the malveh. You got to change your star now to turn to a five hundred. But we don't make the malveh write a receipt. What would the receipt say? Receipt is, uh, you know, uh, I, or, or, or make a receipt being written. The Malveh says, you know, whatever. Uh, oh, you're right, I received half. Why don't you keep that under Lovet to make the receipt? Because what's going to happen? 
Now he's got to hold on to this receipt. Now what's going to happen if let's say he loses the receipt? Let's say the receipt gets eaten by uh, by the akbarim, by the by, by the mice or the the the, 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 the whatever it is, it gets decayed. So now the other guy, the mother, is going to come along with his start of a thousand, pay me a thousand. So therefore, the Buddha doesn't like uh, receipts. Because now you put a pressure on the lover that he's got all this uh, receipt now. And uh, if he loses it, he's going to get to have to pay the whole uh, debt again. So he says, Yahlif, just write a new, write a new document. Look at Ashi. Yahlif, Yikhtov, third line. Shetar Ahir. The balance. The harishon. Of course, rip the first one. Don't write a receipt. Because it weakens the power of the love, of the of the borrower. Why? Because now he has to watch it from the mice, and therefore, so he don't like uh, receipts, Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi says no. Write the shovar. Now, what's his logic? Why it's better to write the uh, receipts? I'll tell you why. Because you're going to write a new star for the malve now. What's going to happen? What well, normally when you write a star, you date it today's date, right? So you're going to say, okay, the debt now is today five hundred dollars because he paid five hundred already. Good, new new star. But that weakens the malveh. Because really the loan was done earlier. And technically he has liens on properties from the earlier time. But now by writing the start with the new date, you're weakening his power. Because now he's only going to be able to get paid on properties from now, from the new date. So we don't want to write a new star. So that she says that, don't uh, don't write a new star for the Malvin Because by writing a new star, you're forcing him to forgive his liens from the earlier time. So we don't want to do that. So that, that's the Susavarot over between um Rabiuda uh, and Rabbi Yoseh. So now we're back to the question. Let's review the question. The Biuda holds what? No no receipts. No receipts. We don't want to we, we don't want to make a love have to hold on to a receipt. Yeah. Oh, so what do we say over here? In the Mishnah, the case was, the guy comes along, he writes his wife a ketubah. Right? Comes his, gives his wife a ketubah. So now, what do we say? We, he, he, we say the lady. Now writes, uh, I received uh, 200, I received 100 from you, which is really a receipt, that I received uh, that money from you. And now, who's going to have to hold this? The husband has to hold this. Because the husband is the, really the lover in this case. The husband is the one that owes out the money. Who's the lover? Who owes the money? The husband. So you really said the husband is going to have to walk around now with this uh, shofar. And what's going to happen? The that doesn't like to hold on to Because what's going to happen? They might get eaten by the uh, mice. And she has a ketubah delay that says 200. And she's going to get paid again. So how can the same be that that was against writing receipts... And the Mishnah says, let her write the receipt and uh, he'll hold it. So the Gemara answers a few answers over here. Amar Abir Miyah, Kishishuvarta Metucha. You wrote the receipt on the Ketubah itself. Which was in the Ketubah itself, you wrote, uh, paid uh, 100. So therefore, the husband doesn't have to hold anything. 
She's still holding the ketubah. So in the right. ketubah itself, so therefore there's no gizrah of anything. The malveh is still holding the, uh, the, uh, the, the same document. Yeah? We don't have to give the husband anything. Look at that sheet. In the ketubah itself, yiktoba shomar. Vihi amra befanen with kabalti hatsya. The ta'ama my amar miuda in could mean sure. What's the reason why? We don't want a shumar for a biyuda. We don't want lovet to hold it because of the mice. Because if it's going to get eaten by the mice, the malveh is going to get the whole payment again when it's done. You don't have to worry about this over here. Because why? It's in the ketubah itself. And she's the malveh. She's holding the ketubah. And in the ketubah itself, when she presents the ketubah, what's going to say? It's like, well, I accept it uh, that you gave me a half. But... Abiyah gives a different answer. Okay. Right on the start. You can write on the start already. Start says, uh, I owe you, husband, I owe the wife 200. Patient. And she can write on the bottom. Okay. I accept it from you. Half. So on the start itself, the, and she's the Mabit, she's holding it. Mm. Abiyah Amar, Abiyah comes along and says a different answer. Afilu tema b'she'en shovarta metukha. You don't have to say that. Right. They didn't write the Shovar in the, in the start itself. Oh, so back to the question. Ayra Biyuda. You don't go with writing your receipts over here. So Gibra says, Bishlama Hatam. Over there in the regular case of a, a loan where the guy comes along and he paid uh, part of it. Vadai Pare. For sure the guy paid, which is in that case over there, the guy actually paid. The Lovet paid $500. He paid it. So therefore, what are you worried if you're going to write a receipt? Dilma mirkas tavarta. You're worried if you make him hold on to the receipt, he's going to lose. It, mirkas is going to lose. Mirkas tavarta, his shovar, he's going to lose his shovar. Umapikle lishtara. The mother is going to pull out the start for the full payment. Ve'adar gabez na'arina. Then he's going to get paid full price twice. However, ha Vadaya Hivla Milt Vadaya Hivla? Did did he give did she give him anything? Did, was was anything paid over here? The husband didn't give anything to the to the wife over here. She just says words. She says yeah. I got half from you. But did the Love pay anything over here? Did the husband actually give a hundred to his wife? No. The husband owes the wife two hundred. Did the husband make a down payment over here? No, the lady's just saying, like the Gabbarah says, It's just words that she's saying to the husband. Which means there was no transaction that was really done over here. And therefore, in this case over here, the Biudah is going to say, Write the Shovar. Why? It's to the husband's advantage. If you'll hold on to your Shovar, if you load on to this uh, receipt over there, okay, fine. Then you'll, you'll save yourself. Uh, you won't have to pay two hundred. Ilon But if you're not gonna watch it, you lost out. Uh, you you caused yourself to lose. Which means, in this case, I'm not gonna protect the uh, the love. In the case where they've actually shelled out money, okay, then already, yes, you paid already, I don't want the guy now to come out, he's going to pay twice. Well, you, you paid $500 now, if I'm going to make you hold the shovar, what's going to happen? The mice are going to eat it. Now you're out the shovar, the malveh is going to pull out the start of a thousand, and now you got to double pay. 
But in this case, anybody double paying over here? No, which means when the uh, lady comes along and says, "I received five, I received a hundred dollars from the uh, from the husband," she didn't receive anything. The husband didn't 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 pay pay, pay a dollar. So in this case over here, I'll say the biuda will say, you know what? Let the baal let him hold the receipt. Why? Because listen, if you want to watch the receipt. It's your advantage to watch receipt. You, you, you got off a hundred dollars without even paying anything. Mm-hmm. You don't want to watch it? Okay, then, then, then you cause it to yourself. Which means I'm only protecting the lover where he paid money. But if he didn't pay money, Rabbi Udaya says, I don't protect that. I'm not, not, you protect yourself. You, you watch the Shabbat yourself. Understand the Sivarav of, of Rabbi Udaya according to this understanding? So comes again and says. I understand why Abaye didn't answer the question like the Bilmiya. What was the Bilmiya's answer? Where you wrote the Shovar in the Ketubah itself. Mm-hmm. I understand why he didn't answer like that. Because the Mishnah didn't say that you wrote the Shovar in the Ketubah. Yet when you're reading into the. Uh, it just says you write it. Didn't say you write it in the Ketubah itself. Why didn't the Bimiyah say like that in this case over here, make a Shobar and make the Lovay hold the Shobar? Skabara says, Gezera, Shobar de Hacha, Atu Shobar de Alma. It's a Gezera. If I let you write a Shobar in this case, even though in this case I could hear that you can write a Shobar because really the Lovay didn't pay anything out. So it's just as his advantage to hold on to the Shobar if he wants to, you know, save himself. But you know what? If we let you write a Shobar in this case, they might write a Shobar. In another case, in a regular transaction of a regular bar, where he did pay, so it's a gezera. If I write a shavad in this case, they might come to write a shavad in another case. So therefore, the Rebbe doesn't want to hold like that. Here. Don't write a shavad at all. Which is whenever you have a case of a novay and a malveh, even though the logic doesn't apply in this case of the ketubah, still don't write a shavad. Why? Because people are not going to have to discern between the cases. If you let a shavad be written in this case, you're going to write a shavad in the case where you're not supposed to write a shavad. So therefore. Rabbi Yirmiyah said, write the Shomar in the Ketubah itself. Let's review again. The Gabbara had a question. The Gabbara's question was, Rabbi Yudah, you're the author of the Mishnah. You came along and said, you have to write a Shovar, which means, you write, I received a hundred dollars, okay, so it's paid, and the husband has to hold that uh, Shovar now. Right, so when she comes out with a Ketubah, he'll say, uh, listen, a hundred dollars already was paid. So therefore, he, to protect himself, right? Think about what are you talking about? You don't, you don't hold this receipt business. You're the one that holds that when there's a regular transaction between a Malvin and Love, you hold up, rip the original startup, and write a new one up. We don't make the Love hold the Shovar because it's going to get eaten up by the mice, and now the guy's going to get double paid. So the Gabra says, So the Gabra has two answers. The Bidimiyah and Abayah. The Bidimiyah gives a simple answer. The Shabbat is in the, in, the, in the Ketubah itself. So therefore, I'm not making the Lovay hold anything. The Lovay is the husband in this case, right? He's the one that owes. I'm making the Lovay, you're holding the star. So hold the star. When, when you come to present the star to the lady, it'll say in the star itself, uh, I paid 100. So therefore, everything's good according to me with that. Abayah says, no, 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 no. In this case, write a Shabbat. Write a Shabbat and let the husband hold it. Hey, what happened? You never make the uh, Lovay hold the Shovar. In this case, we're going to make You know why? Because I only said don't write a Shovar where a guy actually laid out money. When the Lovay paid, paid part of the debt, 
So now you make the guy have a shawl on his end, the mice are going to eat, and then they have to pay twice. Meshik in this case will be the husband. <laughs> he didn't pay anything. It's the wife that just said words, uh, I got a hundred from you. But that's not so. So in that case, we're going to say what? Write the shovar, let the husband hold it, and it's his advantage. You want, it, you want to watch it? Uh, your advantage. If you watch it, then you're, you're good. You'll, you'll save money. And you don't want to watch it, so you ruined yourself. So the Gemara asks, Why did each rabbi hold like the other rabbi? So the Gemara says, Well, Abaye doesn't hold like the Bidimiyah, because the Mishnah doesn't say, Shovar Tametucha. Doesn't say you write the shovar in the Ketubah. So I don't like that answer. And the Biriyat doesn't like Abaye's answer that in this case write a Shovar because even though if you write in this case a Shovar we understand the logic there was no money shelled out but if you write a Shovar in this case it's going to lead to writing a Shovar in the case where there was money shelled out. So therefore I don't like writing a Shovar I don't like making exceptions. Well, once you make an exception they're going to write a Shovar in the other case where you shouldn't write it. Therefore Shavar Tamit is the right answer according to the Vidimiya. So each rabbi has a logic why they didn't go with their other colleagues' uh, teruts. Comes the Gemara and continues. Oh, now the Gemara goes into a new point here. Gemara says like this De Katvale. That's talking about where she wrote the uh, commitment. I received from you a hundred. The husband wrote a ketubah for 200, right? She has to in turn write back. The Mishnah's language was what? The katva. She wrote, I received from you 100. So, what I says, aval alpe, lo. But let's say she, she did it verbally. Say the husband wrote a ketubah for 200, and she just tells him, uh, don't worry, I, I received 100. Smasha from the Mishnah, alpe is not going to be enough. Or it won't work. Now, what would be the nafkamina between Kitiba or Ape? What's the if she writes, I received a hundred? Or she says verbally, I received a hundred. The Gibbana, for some reason, is saying there's a difference. So the, uh, look at Rashi. Aval Alpe. Dahavile Tana'ab Be'alma. Tana'a means a Tana'a, condition. Lo The condition is not going to be a condition. Dimatne Alma Shikatuba Torahu. Oh. We have a rule. When there's a Torah law in play, could you make a condition on a Torah law? For example, let's, let's go straight to this example. Torah says you gotta write a ketubah. Okay. Torah says you gotta write a ketubah, you gotta give her 200. Could you come along now and say, I, I'm gonna get married to you, but uh, you know what? You gotta give me a ketubah of 200. Uh, I'm more you can only give me a ketubah of 100. That's called matne al mashikatubah Torah. And the law is that you cannot be matne al Torah. In such a case over there, the tanai is batel, which is that that condition is dissolved. You cannot make a condition on something that's, that, 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 that's written in the Torah. That goes slow. So what's the difference if you write it? The Mishnah says if you write it, I'm more highly the hundred. That's okay. Why is that? Why is that not batel al mashikatubat Torah? explains the chiluk. The Gemara says like this. When it's written, the mechanics work like this. The husband wrote a ketubah, I owe you 200. He's hayat. Then she comes along and writes a star, I forgive you 100, but that's only after his obligation hit, and then she can be mohelem. Fine. 
But when it's not written, so then the Ritva understands it. She, he says, When she verbally comes along and says, uh, You gave me a hundred, that's as if she's saying, Initially, what you were giving me, you don't have to give me the full. Which means there's a Hayluk that the Ritva wants to say between when you write it, writing it for some reason, not called Matne'a Mashkatuba Torah, but for some reason, Dibur is. We hear the, the Baz Lashon, he says like this. In Kadva Isha Bishtar, she writes in the Shtar, Shinit Kabela Helek Mekitubata, Nirea Davar Vinyashav Kinu Behemet Katavla Bala Mithila Kituba Shinema. We look at it, the husband wrote her a full Kituba, Vishio Merit, Shit Kabla Helek Mimena. I received part of it, which is fine. When she says it verbally, there it looks like the whole thing is a the whole thing is a trick. Which means when it's just verbal, it looks like the whole thing was uh, is a game over here. He's saying, oh, the don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." As if she, as if they planned from the beginning, you never had to give me uh, two hundred. And it looks like you're making a condition on something on the Torah. So therefore, the Gemara is making a very clear distinction here. Davka, where it was in writing, but if it wasn't in writing. So then it doesn't work such such a good which means in that case over there the tenai is batel. What does tenai batel mean? It's two hundred. It's two hundred exactly. I, I but you but 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 you said I'm uh, you said like you paid me a hundred. You have no right to come along now and play around with the Torah law. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, hold it. Let's read that inside. Gemara says, Tama de Kadvade. The whole reason why this works is because you wrote it. Aval al lo. Right, but if it was verbal, no. Amai, why? Davar shema bimamonhu. This is a monetary item. So what? The shem'in and leather biuda de amar. Davar shebimamon tenao kayam. Hidush. Rabbi Uda's shita, again, he's the author of this Mishnah. Rabbi Uda's shita is, when it comes to monetary items, you're allowed to be matne'a mashkatuba Torah. Normally, you cannot be, make conditions on Torah items. But when it comes to monetary, you can make conditions. How do you know? Detanya, we have a braita. Ha'omer le'isha. A guy tells a lady. at li. Almenat she'en lich alai she'er kesut ve'ona. Guy comes up to his ladies, I'll be mikudeshet to you, I want condition, I have no monetary obligations towards you. I don't have to feed you, I don't got to give you clothes, I don't have to give you time. Uh, you want to get married to me on these conditions? Fine. He's making a condition where he wants to absolve himself from any monetary obligation. What's the deen? Hare zu mikudeshet. Kedushin is a kedushin. Utna obatel. And his tenai is nullified. Can't make it tenai, it's not like such a thing. Trust you have to pay these items. That's the Bimir Shita. However, the Biuda Omer, Which means, you can be matne. I bet the Torah says you got to provide she'ira kesuta onata. That's money. When it comes to money, you can stipulate. 
So therefore what? Tana'u kayam. It's a kiddushin. And he doesn't got to give her the money. Also the same thing over here, l'chaura kitubah's money. Right or wrong? Is kitubah monetary? Yes. So l'chaura, even if it was verbal, and if she's making a condition on the Torah, so what? The condition should be valid. And therefore, uh, the ketubah, of course, is valid as well. And she only have to, you don't have to pay a hundred. Yeah. Good? So get what I said. You're right. You're right. But ketubah is different. Kasaban biyuda ketubah derabbanan. Da'achamim asu hizuk ledivrehem yotem mishel Torah. The biyuda holds like this. What's the obligation of ketubah? He owes Ketubah, the whole obligation is Midrabbanan, it's rabbinical. Now we've seen many times in our learning that the rabbis, they make the Rabbanan sometimes more strict even in the Torah law. The way they said is, Nahakamim natu hezuk le Well, because people are mizazel on the Rabbanan. So the rabbis have to show oh, the Rabbanan's laws are serious. So even though Torah law would say on a monetary item, you can make a condition on a monetary on a monetary item. For example, Hare'at mekudeshetli, Kedushin is the writer. And I'm not paying you she'era kisuta onada, tenai kayam. But you matnea mashkatuba Torah. Torah says you got to give these items. Yeah, but if you dash it on monetary items, you could be matnea on mashkatuba Torah. Tenai o kayam, everything's fine. Aye, so why by the ketubah can't you do it? Because ketubah is the Rabbanan, and the rabbis wanted to strengthen the power of the Rabbanan, so they made a rule, and they said like this, more than the Torah you have to be machmir. And then when a guy comes along, when a lady comes along and says, verbally, yeah, I received the ketubah, you're being matneh, the tonight is batil. Which means, in a Torah law, the tonight would be kayam. But in a rabbinical law, the rabbis being more machmir. Tonight, but then, and this was the case over there, paid it 200. Understand the view of that's the answer? And why would they be strict in the Rabbana? Normally we say, it's affected around the Kula. Hakim Asur Hezuk with the Vrahim. We want to, you know, if you're going to be. People generally, before we do anything, delineate on rabbinical items. So the rabbis understand you got to fence it up a little, because otherwise they're going to disregard the whole Rabbana item in totality. So therefore, Hakim Asur Hezuk with So now the Gibraltar is going to ask a question. Says, oh yeah, on the banana items, you're telling me that we're going to be strict, and you're going to be telling me that the tenai is batel, because you cannot make any conditions, meaning the condition that's made is nullified. What about the case of perot? Hare perot, the rabbanan, velo avdulu rabbanan hizu. What is perot? Perot literally is fruit. Remember we learned when a person gets a ketubah, when a person writes a ketubah, the wife sometimes puts in the ketubah nikhseh milog. What is nikhseh milog? She gives the husband a property. Now she owns the property. The property belongs to her, but he, she gives the husband rights to have perot. Let's say to enjoy the fruit, to sell the fruit, to do whatever he wants with the fruit. Correct? Now, understand that the law of nikhseh milog is a drabanan item. The rabbis were metakin this nechsemil log that she keeps the principle and he gets the uh, he gets the perot. And what do we have? We have a mishnah on this subject. What does it say? That now Rabbi Yehuda Omer leolam hu ochel pere perot ad shi yichtov la din v'devarim 
אין לי בנכסך ובפירותיהם ובפירות פירותיהם עד עולם. We have a case over here. Let's say the husband verbally came along and said, You know what? I'm Mohel. I'm Mohel. I'm not going to eat the uh, perot. He's making a condition. Right? He's saying, uh, not, 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 I, don't want, I don't want the perot. The law says that what? His tenai is going to be, in that case over there, we say that tenai is batel. Which means your tonight is nothing until you actually write it explicitly. In the Kitubah, if you write it in the document, I do not want to have anything to do, do with the Perot. Like the she says in the next Nashi. Go slow, look at the next Nashi. What is Pere Perot? What is the fruit of the fruits? Im Katavla, Din Vedevarim Enli Benechasecha, Ube Perotehem, right? And the fruits. Ochelu. Pere perot. What is pere perot? Mocher perot. He's able to sell the fruits of that field. Velokei akarka. He can buy fields with those fruits. Sheyeh lakeren. And she has a new principle of the new field. Velokei perot. He eats the fruits of the second field. Which means he's, when we say he's allowed to benefit, when he's allowed to benefit taking these fruits, transferring them to another field, buying a field. She owns the field. And he gets to eat the fruit of the second field. Understand the double? That's why we say pere perot. Now look at the statement independently. Let's read the Mishnah again. Ditnan. Two lines on the bottom. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Le'olam u'ochel pere perot. He can always eat pere perot. He can always eat the fruit. Until he writes explicitly, Din v'devarim enli benechaseka protehem uperot protehem ad olam. He's got to write it explicitly. Now v'kai malan continue reading. My kotev. What does it mean until he writes? Kotev means in this statement Omer. Ah, which means doesn't mean he has, has, has to write it. All he has to do is what? Verbally say, I have nothing to do. With your perot. And what's the deen? As she says, Alma tena'a, tena'a. His condition is kayam. Oh, and this is only a case, Midrabanan. And what are we saying? I thought we said that the rabbis made hezuk on the banan items, that we nullified the tenai, because we want to give hezuk. Here we're saying, when a guy tells his wife, on a rabbinical item like Nechsem Elog, uh, I don't want nothing to do with the fruit. So the deen is, and only did he say it. The deen is, he has no benefits from the fruit. Which means the deen is that the tenai is considered a tenai. Why? I thought we should say tenai batel when it comes to the banan items. Mm. Right, so we're not, we're not doing hezuk over here. They choose. Oh, so why do they choose? Why, why, why this rabbanan you choose to strengthen it? This rabbanan you choose not to strengthen it. There's a reason why. Because I'll tell you why. I'm a bayer. לכל יש כתובה 
ולא לכל יש פירות. מלתד שכיחה עבדו ברבנן חיזוק. מלתד לא שכיחה לא עבדו ברבנן חיזוק. Very simple answer. Gibra says like this. When do the rabbis make gezerot or takanot on things that are prevalent? On things that are not so prevalent, the rabbis are not going to make gezerot. Now what is more prevalent? A ketubah or nikhse milog? Well, obviously, everybody gets ketubah. So therefore, even though the ketubah is with Rabbanan, when a guy comes or a lady comes along and makes it tonight on the ketubah, even though it's with Rabbanan, the rabbi is going to come along and say, uh, we have to make a hezuk on and therefore we're going to nullify your tenai, because we want to make a hezuk on Rabbanan items. Masha'in came when it comes to Nikhsimilog. Not everybody puts Nikhsimilog in the Ketubah. Well, every lady, when she gets married, she, she puts Nikhsimilog, she gives her husband the Karka de Kreen Perot. So, in that case over there, we do not have to come along and make a Hezuka. Therefore, when he comes along and says, Listen, I'm Mohelir Perot, we'll say that tonight is it tonight. Because I don't have to make a Gezerah on something that is not so prevalent. So, let's, let's uh, pause for a second to see what we got until this point over here. Our question started from the case of our Mishnah. The case of our Mishnah was a regular case of Ketubah where the guy writes 200. And she writes back to him, I got 100 from you. So what do we say? It works. Works, then he's only obligated 100 because he wrote it. Mm-hmm. I so the Gebra said, ah, but let's say she verbally said it. I'm more highly at 100. No, verbally. Uh, that's already al Torah. You're, you're making a condition, in that case, your condition is worthless. That what she says is nullified. Why is it nullified? I thought Rabbi Uda holds, when it comes to monetary items, you can't be That's the case of the Kedushin. I'm not giving you any money. Rabbi Uda says, you don't got to give any money. You can't be matna. You're right. But this is Rabbanan Ketubah, and on Ketubah we're more Mahmir, because it's Rabbanan, we're more Mahmir on Rabbanan. And therefore we're going to say the Tray is Batel. Oh, yeah, the Tray is Batel? Then how come in the case of Nechsem Milug, which is also Trabbanan, and the guy verbally comes along and says, I don't want Perot, so the deen is, his tonight is a tonight. Alright, yes, on the Banans that are prevalent. That's when rabbis make Gezerah. Ketubah is prevalent, everybody has Ketubah. But on Nechsem Milug, not everybody gets Nechsem Milug. So the rabbis don't have to strengthen the situation that doesn't happen that often. Huh? Comes Gebran says, Oh yeah, Gebran's pressing the point. I'll show you a case. Exactly. That's not prevalent. And still the rabbi strengthened it. And said, What the tonight's batel? Hare Hamarim. Oh, actually, the Gebran's asking the reverse. The Gebran's going to ask, I'll show you a case that is prevalent. And the rabbis didn't give strength to it. It's just the opposite. What's the case of Hamarim? Donkey drivers. We learned this uh, actually earlier. Uh, donkey drivers, they're coming into town selling their, uh, selling their stuff, selling their wheat and their barley, whatever it is, right? Tishkihi. It's common that these people come into town and sell their stuff. Where do you see? We have a Mishnah. Two donkey drivers come into the town. Right. So one of the guy comes along and says, 
שלי חדש ושל חברי ישן. So we have two interpretations. One guy is coming along and saying, listen, my stuff is new stuff, my friend's stuff is old. When it comes to wheat, the old is better, for two reasons. Number one, the old is dry. So if he's coming along and says, don't buy my goods, my goods is no good, that's new, it's still moist, you can't roast them, but my friend's stuff is old, or the regular love hadash and yashan. He's coming along and says, listen, my stuff is from the new crop, so you really can't eat it, because it was, uh, you know, it, it was planted after the, it, was, it took root after the, uh, after the, uh, uh, the Omer, and therefore got to wait till next year. And my friend's stuff is yashan, uh, therefore it took root before the uh, Qurban Omer, and therefore it's edible. Sheli eno metukan veshir haveri metukan. And he comes along and says, listen, my stuff, don't eat my stuff. My stuff is not metukan. I didn't take my asrot and stuff like that. But my friend's stuff is, uh, is okay. En emanin. Tanakama said, you don't believe these guys. Why don't you believe them? So let's read Rashi now. Look at the top Rashi, the third line Rashi. Sheli hadash. Vayashan tov memenu. Now she says the old is better. Why? Right? The new stuff is not uh, dried up. Right? You see the old stuff is worth more. Okay, actually, right, the Gibraltar is saying uh, a, a, a case. Well, that's not the normal case. Normally the, the, the Yeshenot is supposed to be uh, more expensive. The Yesh Mefarshim Mishum Omer. And someone explained, no, old and new is actually referring to, to the Omer. That she says, Velav Miltai. I don't accept that interpretation. Timken, Timetaretz Bidemaye Kilu, Hatinah Demai, Hadash Maika Lemimar. The Gibra is going to come out and say, In Demai, we're being more lenient. But if you tell me this is a Hadash issue, that's nothing to do with Demai. Hadash and Yashar is another item. It's not, the Gemara is going to answer, when it comes to the laws of Demai, we're more lenient. We're talking about Demai over here. We're talking about Hadash and Yashar. So the Gemara says, we can accept the Gemara doesn't fit with that interpretation. We also never saw, why shouldn't you believe them? The Amaris is only not believed when it comes to, did he take Ma'asrot or not? We never, but we, we believe on other stuff. So why wouldn't you believe when it comes along and says Hadash and Yashan? We never saw that the Amaz is not belief on Hadash and Yashan. So that she rejects the Hadash Yashan business for, for, two, uh, for two reasons. Okay, fine. Now, comes the, continue Rashi. So, so why, why are you even telling me the Hadash Yashan business? The main item is, when he's coming to testify on his friend's goods. My stuff is nothing, is not mitukah, but my friend's stuff is. So he says, V'lo nakata lamashum en emanim. Even though he's coming along and disparaging his own stuff and praising his friends stuff in, in something else, nothing to do with Demai. He said, Listen, my stuff is, uh, don't buy my stuff, it's new, it's what, it's more, but my friend's stuff is good. So you might have thought, Well, he's an honest guy, he's, 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 he's promoting his friend's stuff, even for business. Maybe you can believe in what he says. And by the way, my stuff is not, I didn't take my but his stuff is taking my store. You don't believe him, why? Because of the Sivarav Gomlin. What's the Sivarav Gomlin? They're in cahoots. They do this in every town. She's in this town. This guy says, listen, we'll, put, we'll, we'll sell your goods this town. I'm going I'm to make my stuff no good. And they go to the next town. And the other guy says, listen, my stuff is no good. I didn't take my stuff, but his stuff is good. And they, they, split, they, 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 they split everything. So therefore, he says, in the Emani. That's the Tanakama. Continue. Rabbi Omer, Oh, Rabbi comes along and says, what? 
that they have a Ne'emanut. Oh, now let's analyze the case. This case over here, Hamarim coming into a town, is common. Correct? That's a, that's a common uh, case. People uh, always selling their uh, their stuff. And still the Be'udah coming along and saying over here, that we believe the guy when he comes along and says, my stuff is no good, and my other stuff, my friend's stuff is okay. And you see here the rabbis, even though it's a prevalent case, they didn't put a, put a fence. Forget about the deen of Tanai. There's no Tanai over here. It's not a Tanai case. But you gave me a principle. That what? On, on rabbinical items that are prevalent, the rabbis are going to put uh, Hizuk. The whole subject of it is rabbinical. Because really the Ame'aris, what's the suspicion of it? They didn't take Ma'asrot. That's what the rabbanan. Rov Ame'aris, they take Ma'asrot. The rabbis came along and said, no, we're not going to believe the Ama'aris, you have to take Ma'asot over here. So the whole Isur over here is the Rabbanan, correct? Yes. Why does the Be'udah give the guy Ne'emanut over here? I thought when it comes to rabbinical items, we have to wall it, fence it, give Hizuk. The Be'udah should say, you know what? In Ne'emanim. Why when he comes along and says, my stuff is not mitukan, my friend's stuff is not, why is the Be'udah being lenient on a Rabbanan item? The Rabbanan item over here is on the, on the Ma'asrot. Not the taking Ma'asrot is the Rabbanan. An ama'aris is a sulat, you are sued to buy fruit from an ama'aris without taking ma'asir, that's midrabbanan. When you buy from ama'aris, you have to take ma'asir, because maybe you didn't take. Uh, so why being lenient over here? That's the Gemara's question. I thought the Be'udah, your rule is what? There are things that are prevalent, you have to be mahmir on rabbinical things. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you the difference. Amar Abayyeh. Vadai de devrim avdu rabbanan hizuk. Safek the devrim lo avdur banan hizuk. There's a big there's a big difference over here, which means in this case over here, it's a drabanan. But what type of drabanan is it? Safek drabanan. Maybe the Amaras did give masot over here. Maybe there's no question here bichlal. When you when this guy comes along and says my friend's stuff is mitukan. Mm-hmm. Why don't the rabbis say we? Be, uh, uh, what's what's the what would be the problem over here? Well, because you're testifying on an amaris, and an amaris we have a sefik. Maybe you didn't take maaser or not. Okay, so on a sefik the rabbanan, I'm not going to be so mahmir now. But maybe you didn't take maaser. So in the case of me, when the guy's testifying for his friend, on, on the whole item is all sefik the rabbanan. Uh, so then the Be'udah is going to say, you know what, I don't have to give uh, I believe the guy But in the case of the uh, Ketubah That's a case of Which means the case of the Ketubah is what? Ketubah is definitely the Rabbanan And what, the guy is coming along and saying She's coming along verbally and saying no, I got uh, I got hif Oh, you want to be metne On a Vadai the Rabbanan Which is a prevalent case So then already I'm going to make uh, I'm going to be Mahmid and say what? Your tonight is going to be batil, but in this case over here, the whole thing is a sefik to the brim. Second, it's Rava Amar When it came to demai specifically, the rabbis were mekel why that she says bidmai hekilu mishar sefik to the which means could be even on a sefik the rabbanan will be mahmid also per but the mice type of safik, we're more mahmir. I said, we're more mekir. 
Why? That she says, because the Rav Ame'aris Ma'asrin him. Because the majority of Ame'aris are Ma'asrin. Which means like this. There's a difference between the first answer and the second answer. The first answer is saying, anytime you'll have a Drabanan, that the whole Drabanan is misafek, that they're being Mahmir. Then already you can be lenient. You don't got to be hazeket. Second answer is saying, no, no, no. Even under the bananas that the rabbis being Bahmir Misafik, you have to put fences up. Uh, so then why not over here? Demai is different. Because Demai is not only a Safik, it's a Safik, and the majority of the Ramea artists do take Ma'asir. So it's like a Safik Sifika. It's, like it's like a very heavy Safik. But she a regular Drabanan. The rabbis are being Bahmir because. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe no, could be they did, could be they didn't, then you have to put a, you, we'll, we'll fence it. But Demai is different than all of them, you know what, because Demai, the odds are in favor, so the rabbis, the hum, put it this way, the humrah of Demai is a very big humrah, already from the rabbis. Because really, you go it off, the majority take masses. so what are you worried, are you worried about a, a for that you're making every single guy that buys fruit from an Amaris take Masir. Well that's a that's not a regular Safik that I've that's a Safik that the Rabbis are being even against the Rov. Mm-hmm. Like that case over there, you don't gotta put fences up already. It's the Mahmid enough. No. So therefore in conclusion, what comes out of this Gemara? Comes out of this Gemara, the basic principles as follows. Really according to the Biyuda. Let's review according to everybody. According to everybody, you're never allowed to be metne al mashikatu batura. You're never allowed to make a condition on the Torah law. That's everybody agrees. When it comes to monetary, then you have a mahluk in the Biyudan the Bimi'ir. Give me the classic case of the monetary. That's Torah. Almenat, I'm not giving you anything. Not she'e, not kesu, not ona. Torah, you've got to give the lady. The Bibuda says, it's okay. You can be matne al-mash katumba Torah b'mamon. Hey, Klal. Oh, yes, if you can do that, so how come you can't do it by the ketubah? Why, when she comes along and says verbally, I'm going you. Oh, so you're calling that, oh, matne al-mash So the Gebarah says, it's monetary. You're right. Ketubah is drabanan. And on drabanans, we're mahmir. And therefore the tonight is going to be batel. No, not going to let you make a monetary condition. Tonight is batel. Oh yeah, the tonight is batel by uh, the Rabbanan uh, items because we're giving hizuk. Uh, I'll show you the Rabbanan item, Nixim Midlog, where the guy comes and tells his wife, listen, verbally, because the Gemara is my kotev, Omer. Verbally, he tells his wife, I'm Mohelia on the perot. I don't want the perot. Pere perot. You keep it yourself. Oh, and the rabbis say, What? His tonight is Kayam. I, I thought you make Hizuk. Gemara's answer I only make Hizuk on things that are prevalent. Things that are not prevalent, I don't have to give Hizuk. Not everybody gives a Nixim Belug. But Ketubah, everybody gives a Ketubah. Good. Oh, so you rule on prevalent items. You give Hizuk, I'll give you a case that's prevalent. The rabbis were lenient. The case of the Hamarim, the Biuda, the Biuda himself. The Biuda comes along and says, one guy testifies for a friend, listen, my fruit is the old stuff, the new stuff. His friend, is, his stuff is the old stuff. My stuff is not Metukan, his stuff is Metukan. What's the deen according to the Biuda? The Iman. Uh, what do you mean? It's Rabbanan, because the whole thing is a Demai issue over here. You believe that he took Masrut. And what? 
in the Iman, why did the rabbis, and it's just prevalent, it always happens all the time, people come into the town selling their stuff, but how come the rabbis didn't make a hizub to say in the Iman? So two answers. One answer is, this is a safik the Debrehim. It's not a regular Drabanan. The rabbis are being mahmir misafik. Ketubah is not a safik law. Ketubah is a regular rabbinical law that they enacted a ketubah. It's not a safik, it's not a law. Demai is a law maybe they didn't take. So on a safik the Debrehim, you don't got to put hizuk. Second answer, even on a safik the Debrehim, you got to put hizuk. But on Demai specifically, you don't have to put hizuk. You know why? Because Demai is off the charts. Demai, it's such a humrah because the majority of Amir Aris are taking Masir. So the rabbis are coming to be so ma'amir. In such a drabbanan of Demai specifically, you don't have to put a hisu. Gemara continues from a quote from the Mishnah. Rabbi Meir Omer, Kola Pochet. Bimir Shitan, the Mishnah was that anybody that diminishes from the price of the ketubah of a lady, so the be'ilot that are done subsequently is considered be'ilat znut, which means the lady has to know she's getting 200. And if the lady doesn't know she's getting 200, she's not getting 200, as we'll see in the Gemara what that means exactly, she is not so da'at to such a marriage, and therefore whatever is going to take place is going to be considered be'ilat znut. That's the Gemara goes to, to what extent the Bimir said is deep. Kola pochet, when it says kola pochet, anybody that diminishes from the ketubah of a lady, afilu betina'a. It's mashma that even if it was done conditionally. What does it mean conditionally? That's she. Kola pochet, afilu betina'a. Medelotana kol betula. Midagota Bach's emendation. She'en la mataim v'almana she'en la manares zubailat znut. It didn't say in the Mishnah that any lady that doesn't get the two hundred or the one hundred didn't say that. Shma'mina the hachi ashmirina jafal pishi goval besof. The Hadush is even if she's going to get the ketuba. The antenna okayam means that his condition is not going to be a condition. Since originally he made this condition, what else is an amazing hadush over here? The Mishnah said anybody that diminishes from the ketubah, it didn't say any lady that doesn't get. Which is Masper, even if she's going to get the full Ketubah, she's going to get the 200. She's going to get the 100. Still, she's not so Mehdaat, it's Be'ilat Zinud. What's the case? The case would be, well, let's say a guy marries a lady, Al Tenai, I'm going to marry you, Al Tenai, I'm not giving you Ketubah. Now we're going to say, we're going to prove it now, that the Bimir holds that that's considered Matne'a Adavar Shikatubat Torah. Okay. And we have a law that says Matne'a Adavar Shikatubat Torah, the Tnai is Batel, which means really she's going to get the 200, and still is Be'ilat Zenut. Why? Because she's not so Mechadat. So Even though the, the Tnai is Batel, she doesn't, she lost trust now in the husband. Once the husband already tells her, 
I'm not giving you the 200. Even though halakhically, she gets the 200, but she's not so mechedat anymore that, uh, that the husband's going to give him the 200. And therefore, since she's not so mechedat, the tray, even though the tray is batel, it is considered be'ilab zinut. Which means, if the Mishnah would have said, uh, the following language, if the Mishnah would have said, kol betula she'en la matayim, that means she's not getting the matayim. Oh, then I understand be'ilab zinut. Then say she'en la. It says, you were pohetla. How are you pohetla? By making a condition. Even though your condition is worthless, Tonight, but telling you, really, luckily, she gets the 200. Still, Ba'ilat Zenut. Why? Again, I explain. Because she's not so mechdat. Why is she so mechdat? Once the husband starts playing games and says, I'm not giving you the 200. Even though, luckily, the tonight, she already, she's, she's worried now. I'm not getting the 200. I'm not, I'm not calling myself to the husband now. So, whatever's taking place, maybe Ba'ilat Zenut. That is the Hadush of the Bimis. That's what the Gemara means. Afilu bitna'a. Even if it's done with a condition where she's really halakhically do the money, not so mechdat, the Gibra says. Alma kasabar tina'o batil. Must be the bimir holes that when you make a condition in such a case, the tina is going to be batil. The eat la. And she gets the 200. The chivan de amar la. But since he said initially, let lich. She's not so make that on it. So it's not the you don't go after the bottom line, is she gonna get it or not? I don't care if she's gonna get it or not. The point is you were pohet. What is she thinking at that moment? And therefore, Comes to Gabran S, what are you talking about? said, When it comes to Torah items, your Tanai is Batil. Implying that what? And we're assuming at this point, like we learned in the earlier Namud Yishon, that Kitubah is only Drabanan. And therefore, the Tanai really should be Kayam. And therefore... Really, it's not should not be considered be'ilat, which means the tonight should be considered a valid condition, and therefore, why from the mashmaut of our mishnah? Again, listen to the mashmaut of the mishnah. The mashmaut of the mishnah is that even when it's conditional, meaning and the tonight is going to be kayam, still she's not so mechdat. But what do you see from over here? That in a ketubah, that even though it's midrabanan, tina'o kayam. Now, l'cha'ora, Rabbi Meir doesn't hold that. Because Rabbi Meir holds that if a person's matne amash ketubah Torah, tina'o batil. Implying ham midrabanan, in a rabbinical situation, which we're assuming now, ketubah is midrabanan, tina'o kayam, and therefore he doesn't have to Give her the money. I explain again. From our Mishnah, the implication is the guy made it tonight even with the lady, right? What's the tonight? I'm only marrying you, I'm giving you a hundred. It's Mashmah, what? Tonight, but Tonight, but She's getting the two hundred. So stop right there. It's Mashmah that the me, Meir holds even in a rabbinical item. Tonight, but he doesn't hold like this. He only holds by Deoraitas. Tonight, but So, it's very simply. Kasabar Meir, Kitubah Deoraitas. 
So you have to say the Bimir holds it in the Chayyim Kitubaz Deoraita. Not like the other Shita. Therefore, Kitubaz Deoraita. Therefore, Tzrai Tzrai Patel. She's due the two hundred, but Be'ilat Zenit. Why? No Samchadata. The Gemara continues. Tanya Bimir Omer. Kol apochet betulam mematay mulmanam mimane arezu be'ilat zenut. That's exactly the bimir of Mishnah. Same thing the bimir of the Blaita. Rabbi Yosef Omer Rashi. Rabbi Yosef says no. He's Rashi to to knock down the the price. Rabbi Yehuda Omer. Rabbi Yehuda third shita says Ratsa kotev lebetula. Shtar shel matayim Vehi kotevet Lo Het kabalti memecha maneh Un almana maneh Vehi kotevet Ot kabalti memecha Hamishim zuz Let's get the three shitot Rabbi Meir is like we said You can never be pohet Once you be pohet It's over Even if she's getting the 200 Raikayam and all that She's not so mechdat Over where Rabbi Yudah, he holds, no, you can be pohed from the ketubah, and it doesn't even have to be in writing. Which means, according to Rabbi Yudah, you could be, uh, did I say Rabbi Yudah? It's actually Rabbi Yoseh. That says Rashai, meaning even if it's verbal, and he comes along uh, uh, and makes the conditionally verbally, still the deen is going to be, you can do it. And therefore it's not going to be about zinut. Rabbi Yehuda comes along and says, no. The only time it's going to be considered legitimate is if it's in writing. But if it's verbal, he's going to be considerate when it's verbal. And therefore, no good. So the mahluk between Rabbi Yoseh and Rabbi Yehuda would be verbally. The Biyuda said, you see, said, doesn't matter whether it's written, whether it's verbal, it's okay. The Biyuda said, no, Dafka, where it's written. That's uh, that, that's the Machloket over here. Good, let's read Rashi. The Biyuda said, Omer Rashi. Even if he comes along and says it, which means he holds that tonight is still there, but he has to pay her. Uh, whatever you committed, a hundred, a hundred. I agree with you. However, which means, like we learned earlier, they go going to banan, and therefore he's going to say that what the kitubah the tnai is going to be batel, even though the chaurat tnai should be kayam by a drabanan either. But the rabbis made a hizuk aval batnem hol. But if she writes a shobar and she says that in the Kram, even in that case over there, we're going to say the, the try is uh, kayam, and no problem. Good. Now the Gabbara says, Besabar bi Rashai? Oh, does Rabbi Yoseh really hold Rashai, meaning that she has the, the right to come along and be mohel or ketubah, and the ketubah is tonight's kayam, and everything's okay? Which is really not giving the full. Uh, Verbally, yeah. you're not giving the 200 in the end, and tonight's kayam, everything's good. So the Gibbara says, would mean he, we have a contradiction. Now, we're going to read this contradiction. The Blight is not going to make sense originally when we read it. But the Gibbara is going to right away re-explain the Blight. So when you're going to read it, you have a question, obviously. The Gibbara is going to take care of it immediately. Would mean he, in or sin ketubat isha metaltani. Law, 
you don't pay off the ketubah of a lady from movable items. For the betterment of the world. What are you worried about? Because you're going to set aside movables. The price of the movables might go down. And therefore, uh, she's going to lose out. You don't set aside movables. She says, They might get lost. That's another option. Or they might decrease. They might depreciate. I'm going to be Yosef. What kind of tikkun olam is this going to solve over here? There's no set price for the movables, and they might depreciate. Now it sounds like the Bios is saying the exact thing as Tanakama. So the Gabbara says, Tanakama na in osin kamar. I mean, Tanakama also said in osin. The Bios, what are you coming along to say? Hey, how can you use movables? Movables depreciate. So that's what Tanakama said. Don't use movables because they depreciate. So it's, it's the same sheet. So it must be the bright that was missing some words. That which Tanakama said, that you don't use movables. Add this line in. Where he didn't accept upon himself responsibility, which means if he didn't accept upon himself to replace them if they got lost, then already you're right, we're not going to accept movables. But if he accepted upon him responsibility, then if they got lost, he's going to replace them. What's the difference if he accepts upon himself responsibility? Bottom line, they still have a opportunity to depreciate, which means rabbis, wouldn't you fix by saying if you accept upon yourself responsibility to replace them? It's, it's still not katsu. So the Bible says you didn't solve anything. You didn't solve the tikkun olam. Good. So I accept upon myself to replace them. But bottom line, if they depreciate it, she's not going to get the uh, amount that uh, she taught. Oh, so what do you see according to the Bible? Let's, let's pause ourselves. The Bible holds over here that a lady will not be. Makne herself, if her kitubah is going to depreciate. That's why it comes with, don't use metaltalin. Because I guess karka holds its, uh, holds its value. But metaltalin depreciates. And therefore, the Biyo says, so mahmir that what? Even if the guy accepts upon himself, if they get lost, I'll replace Doesn't matter. He says, you know what? I'm, not, I'm worried about the simichudat of the lady, that she's not going to be so mechdat if these islands depreciate. And then what's going to happen technically? All the Beilot are really Beilot Znut retroactively. So the Gemara says, Hashta, Uma Hatam Didilma Pahte. It's only a suspicion by the Metatli that they might depreciate. Hayish Rabbi Yosei, Rabbi Yosei is still Hoshesh. Hacha Devadai Kapahta, local chicken. He was making a condition with her and telling her, Bevadai, you're getting less than your 200. She so, oh, that's the Gemara's answer. <laughs> that's the Gemara's answer. Gemara says, Achi Ashta, could you compare the two cases? Atam lo yada de tahil. Over there, she doesn't know it's going to go down, that's just to be mohel. And therefore, when, she, when it goes down, she's upset. Haka yada mahla. Here in the case where he made a condition in the beginning, she's telling you, I'm mohel. That's what she knows from the beginning. And Yosef will say, that it's, it's okay. So, there's a obviously difference in the cases. Good. Good. Comes the Gibran that tells a story. The sister of Rami Barhama, Havan Nasiba Lerav Avya. She was married to Rav Avya. Irkas Ketubata. Oh, she lost the Ketubah. 
case that happens, common case, lady doesn't know where Ketubah is, she lost a document, that she says, Shtar Ketubata. Atu lekameh Rav Yosef, they came for Rav Yosef, they want to know what does she do. Amar lehu, achi amar Rav Yehuda, amar Shmuel, zu devrer bimeir. This is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. What is the opinion of Rabbi Meir? Rashi. Da'amad le'ayl. Kola pohet le'bitula me'matayim. If you're going to decrease from her ketubah matayim. Meaning, va'afinu betana'ah. Even if you did it on condition where we say, va'atanai batel, kari la' bi'ilat zinut. Why? Mishum de'lo samchad da'ta. Va'achan amel Rabbi Meir, who the asul lishot isha shavda shtar ketubata va'afilu itla de lo mifseda b'achi de gavia betnai betin miyalosam chadata tamra ki tabana le amar peratich hilkach bilatzenuti. Illogic of Rabbi Meir. What was Rabbi Meir's logic? We go with simichut da'at of the lady. Simichut da'at is not dependent if she's going to ultimately get paid or not. Simichut da'at means if she thinks. She's not going to get paid, or she thinks that the husband's going to play around. She's not to make that. Therefore, for example, the husband made it tonight according to Bimir. I'm not giving you two hundred. What's the law? You matnei You tonight is worthless. She gets the two hundred. But what? Because in her brain, she's oh, the husband's not going to give it to me. He's going to he's playing games. He, he thinks he owes me a hundred. I'm not going to get it out of him. Not to make that. Similarly, in this case, the law is if you lose your ketubah, it doesn't matter. Because there's a tribeti. Betin will enforce that if there's a divorce, this lady's going to get a 200. It's, it's, it's automatic. You don't need the paper to get the ketubah. Betin's going to enforce it. But what? Even though the 200 is still intact, the simichudat is not going to be intact according to the Bimir. Why? Because now she thinks, since there's no ketubah, so now the husband's going to stop playing games. So say, I paid you already. Where, where, where's the ketubah? So even though Betin technically will enforce to get the money, I'm worried about her simichudat. If she doesn't have simichudat to be married, then it's going to be considered da'ilat sinut. That's what Rabbi Yosef answered her. Rabbi Yosef said, listen, if you don't have this ketubah, you go, don't go with her. From now on, you cannot stay with her. Because at this point right now that you lost the ketubah, she's not so mechdat to stay with you. And therefore, anything you do right now is considered da'ilat sinut. That was the shita of Rabbi Meir. However, aval hachamim omrim. But the rabbis come along and say, Mashhe Adam et Ishto, Shetayim Veshalosh Shanim, Tachamim come along and say, We're not worried about Semichudad. Bottom line, the money's going to come to her, and therefore she is Semichudad, even without the document, because she knows she's going to get paid from the Tribetin, and therefore it is okay. But that was, uh, he gave the Machloket. So what he's really telling him to be me, to be yourself, saying, You're okay. Don't worry about it. you lost the ketubah. Go back to your husband. So the Gemara says, "What are you talking about?" We have a rule. Whenever the Bimir made a gizera, we follow his uh, gizerot. Now, this was the you have a Torah law. Let's say ketubah. Like the Bimir holds ketubah as deoraita, and now he in, in put a rabbinical restriction that any lady that doesn't have a ketubah cannot stay with his uh, with the husband. So the normal law is when a bimir makes gizerot, we go with his gizerot. She says, "Bedavar shul machmir al devar Torah." When he's machmir under the din of the Torah, mina Torah, he can stay married. Yeah, he's machmir. So therefore, bisur veter al yedegis al devreim, we go like a bimir. So the Gemara says, "Oh, if that's the case, yache zil ketov la." So he told, "Okay, you're right. If that's the case, go write a, another ketubah. You can't stay married until you write a 
Another ketubah. Good, that's the, uh, that's the subject. Now, now, let's read, uh, let's read Rashi for a second. We learned on Dafnun Aleph. Lo katavla betula gova matayim. We learned earlier, if you remember, even if you didn't write a ketubah, it's Mishnah. You don't write a ketubah automatically. Betula gets two hundred, and the almana gets a hundred. The ukminan kirabimiir, and we said that's going like the bimiir. So how could you tell me now that the bimiir is going to say if you don't have a ketubah, they can't stay married? Rabbi Meir said early in the Mishnah, if a guy doesn't write Ketubah, she gets the 200 anyway. She gets the 100 if she's Almanah. Now you tell me what? If there's no Ketubah, the case they marry is Be'ilat Zenut. Rabbi Meir said above, even if there's no Ketubah from the inception, you didn't write Ketubah, she gets the, the money. So the Rashi gives two answers. The she says, number one, Hatam b'mkom she'en kotvim Ketubah. Dechulu atenai kasamche. It's number one, that Mishnah was talking about in a place where they don't write Ketubot. So in a place where they don't write Ketubot, everybody sumech that the Betty will take. Here the case is talking about where they write Ketubot. And therefore when there's no Ketubah around, she doesn't have Semichudat. One answer, hey look, between a case where there's, no one writes Ketubot, no one writes Ketubot, so everybody realizes that, that that's the way it's done. But this is talking about a case where they write Ketubot. Second answer, in a bimkom which means a simple answer. He says, she says, you're right. This is talking about a place where, which means above in the Mishnah, the Mishnah is on a place where they write Ketubot. And therefore what? Where they write Ketubot, and she didn't, the guy husband did not write a Ketubot. She gets a 200 because it's Tribetin. But what? It's Be'ilat Zinut. So Mishnah did not discuss Be'ilat Zinut or not. The Mishnah Bob was discussing Did she get paid or not? So the Mishnah Bob when it said A lady that a Ketubah was not written for She gets paid And the Khadami So many cases where they write Ketubot It's been hacked to write Ketubot And the Mishnah is saying That even if you didn't write Ketubah Tonight Betin is they'll pay you But what? It's very large Like the Bibiya says over here It says two different subjects Over there it's discussing the payment Over there it's discussing it Very large There's no contradiction between the two Mishnah Good Good